0: Okay, what's going
1: on? audio to you.com. The home of quality podcasts. Stay tuned to this channel.
0: Shutter Inc. with Bruce Williams and Shelton Muller. Hi, and welcome to episode 120 of Shutter Inc. This is Bruce Williams from Shutter And with me on the line once again from Melbourne via Skype, Mr. Shelton Muller. How are you?
1: Hey, mate. I'm pretty good. And here we are. We're doing it again after a couple of weeks we of are. craziness. We're back. We are. And everybody thought we were gone again, you know. <laughs> no. But we're but we're here. We're here. Absolutely. i uh, I I don't know about this recession, man. I, everybody's been telling me we're having a recession, but I am flat to the boards trying really? to get everything done. Yeah. Awesome. It's it's incredible. Um, I don't know. Maybe I can take pictures or something or something. <laughs> I don't know, but. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I've been really, really busy. So, which is nice. You know, uh, someone actually said that to me today. You know, uh, busy. I thought we were in a recession. Yeah, I thought so too, buddy. Yeah. Um, I'm taking, you know, I'm, I'm you know, not going to complain about that at all. So, uh, I, I am, you know, I'm more than happy to be busy, I, especially in the, the current climate of things. It's for sure. Yep. And you, and you were well?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Been taking many photographs?
0: Uh, not as many as I would like, no.
1: Okay. It's All right. just
0: oh, just trying to find the time. I, I just very rarely find the time to get the camera out and just go and take photos for the fun of it. Yeah. Which is a shame.
1: I find I have to schedule it in, uh, <laughs> or have it scheduled in for me. <laughs> uh, I mean, I take my, I take my camera pretty much a camera with me everywhere I go, whether it be a, a nice compact yep. or uh, you know, uh, or my SLR. Usually, it's the SLR. But uh, I always have something with me so that I can take a photograph if something occurs to me. But I just don't get the time to actually say, oh, I might just head out and do some photography now. Yeah. But one of the great things about being you know, the administrator of 5minutephotographer.com is that all the gang on there like to get together and have meetups. Yep. So it's incumbent upon me in the nicest possible way to actually head on down and, and join them somewhere, wherever it is in Melbourne, and uh, and do a shoot with them. For sure. So this this Sunday uh, afternoon, we're going to be down at the doctor's. Lands and uh, in Melbourne along the Yarra River, um, and just meeting up, having a coffee, having something to eat, taking some photos. I've organised a model to come down, so you know Fantastic. it's scheduled. I'm going to turn up, so I'm really looking forward to to all of that. Awesome. That, that, sh- that should be really really great. So that's how I get out to do my photos, or I'm running a workshop and I get to yeah. do photos, or I do a <laughs> wedding, or something most of my commercial shoots are pretty boring they very rarely you know are, are you know shoots that you know they're take a photograph of this clothes peg or something like that yeah so that they don't always afford me uh, the greatest opportunities for the kinds of photographs I'd want to put up on my you know website, unless <laughs> not, of course
0: not quite the same as a shot of Patagonia.
1: <laughs> no, no, that's true, mind <laughs> you. I mean, I talk about clothes pegs because I recently did a, a cover, and I think I've actually mentioned it on this podcast. I don't know, I, I where uh, I had to be, I had to photograph four clothes pegs. With, post-it, uh, um, notes with post-it
0: notes hanging off them.
1: With post-it notes hanging off them, yeah. I don't know that I mentioned it here. I but don't I mean, think
0: you mentioned it on the podcast, no.
1: Ah, there you go. Well, I had a client, he said, look, I need a, I need a cover shot. And I said, oh, I thought, oh, yeah, okay, where are we going? You know, what swimsuit model are we photographing? What tropical island are we flying to? Yeah. And he's, you know, uh, and, and, you know, where's, where's, my, uh, where's my Learjet? All that kind of stuff. And, <laughs> and all of a sudden, no, he said, look, I need a photograph of four clothes pegs on a clothes line and uh i just basically need it to need the clothes pegs to be you know on the uh, on the clothes line each with a post it note uh, so i thought great where do i go for that so i put it up in my backyard and um, you know uh, took a photograph of four clothes pegs with uh, post-it notes in there. Um, it wasn't the most exciting shoot, but it was interesting though because my mum was staying here at the time because the fires were on in a uh, right. part of the world. So my mum and dad were staying here. So she thought it most intriguing that we were doing commercial shoot in my backyard on my clothes line. But just <laughs> I mean it was so simple though and this is the this is the point that a client will ring up and he'll say I need a photograph of four clothes pegs on a clothes line. Yeah. And it's your job to make them exciting. Yeah. And uh, I basically, all I did was I used the Nikon off-camera CLS flash. I put one flash, you know, I, I've actually got a photograph of the setup. It's quite, quite funny. I have just I used one flash pointing, you know, uh, almost toward the camera, so I was backlighting the clothes pegs. Oh, okay. Uh, and I put a blue sheet over, an, over, you know, how your clothes line, you've got like four or five in a row. Well, I put a blue sheet... Behind the one furthest away from me, so I had a blue backdrop, yep. <laughs> and uh, and that was it. That was a cover shoot. Nice. Uh, when the cl- when I sent the cover to the client, when I sent the image to the client, he just loved it, and awesome. he said the ca- he said the covers turned out fabulous. I'm yet to see the cover, but uh, that's part of your job as a photographer is to take mundane, ordinary things. Uh, and make them exciting. And I think that's one of the reasons that you get called as a photographer. Anybody can go, well, I suppose to use your analogy, anyone can go down to Patagonia and get up at sunrise and take a, a great photograph of Cerro Torre. Sure. But, you know, the gift of a, of a photographer is to photograph four clothes pegs with post-it notes in them yeah. <laughs> and make that exciting. Yeah. How do you do that? You know, when And I'm really at a point, I think, where I'm satisfied to say that, yes, I can do that. Yeah. And, And, I'm, you know, that makes me feel good as a photographer, that I can take the ordinary and make it interesting or dynamic. And that's really part of the job of a photographer, I think. And that's why my clients are often, they have boring products. And they'll be the first to admit it, you know. But I am called on to make these things interesting. So, you know, that's part of the job. And if you're planning on becoming a photographer, remember that most of the stuff that you have to photograph for your clients is fairly mundane. Your job is to make it dynamic. Yeah. You know to make it interesting so uh yeah that, that was that's that's basically uh, me and, and my photography <laughs> situation but i look i'm looking to do a lot more for myself i really you know yeah i'd be a hypocrite if i didn't
0: well i must i must confess that after putting together the video of Kath's skydiving adventure a, a fortnight ago i've become really sort of intrigued and you know am enjoying the whole process of video editing which is something I've never been into before yeah Um, you know this video camera that we've got I mean it's only an old analogue Sony runs on Hi8 um, was bought for me as a birthday present uh, when Max was ten months old. And I think I might have said to you, you know we're not, we're not a great video family. We've just started our fourth 90 minute tape in eight years. So <laughs> we haven't exactly shot you know rolls and rolls and rolls of film. Yeah, no. but, um, but after doing Cat's video of the Skydive, I sort of yes. really started to get a bit of a taste for it, and so I've learned how to um, how to drive. Uh, adobe premiere pro which is their video editing uh, software i've just done a crash course on adobe encore which is the dvd authoring software and now i'm starting to learn about um after effects which is the motion graphics software package okay and and so this has kind of been my my spare time focus over the last couple of weeks and so yeah photography's kind of taken a bit of a back seat unfortunately
1: (laughs) ah well at least you're having fun.
0: I am having fun, and that's not to say that I've lost the the buzz for photography, because I haven't. I, I do still love photography,
1: so... Yeah. 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 Well, uh, you'll have to find a way of combining them.
0: Absolutely. Well, well, I mean, there's plenty of opportunity for that. I mean, you know, what with mm-hmm. DVD slideshows and... Um, you know, there's lots of ways to incorporate your photography into video projects and DVD projects and things like that. So, so yeah, I will be looking at ways to incorporate all of that. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, good.
0: Hey, listen, I've got a story I've, I've just got to tell you because I thought Shelton will absolutely love this.
1: Go ahead. Uh, I'm all
0: <laughs> Last week, I was over at the Macquarie Shopping Centre uh, having lunch because that's not far from where I work and most days after i've had my lunch i'll just go for a wander around the shops and i'll you know i have a a few favorite shops in the shopping center that i'll just wander through just to kill time and this particular day i found myself in paxton's which Uh for our non-australian listeners well actually even
1: for our non-sydney listeners
0: oh okay yeah true Fair enough. Uh, Sorry to so interrupt. For, every, for everybody who doesn't live in Sydney, uh, Paxton's <laughs> is a camera retail store. Yes. And I, you know, caught up in my current buzz, happened to be looking at video cameras in the cabinet. And I ended up speaking with the guy who ran the store. And so we're standing there talking about video cameras and the various features and whatnot. And standing a couple of meters away from me was the other guy who worked in the store Mm -hmm. who was showing digital compact cameras to these two ladies who were in their you know mid-30s i guess and i didn't intend to eavesdrop but i just overheard in the middle of the conversation this guy saying to these women the megapixels don't matter for Ooh. most people, anything over six megapixels is more than enough, and that and that was as much as I heard. And I, I seriously, I wanted to go over and slap the guy on the back and go, "Kudos to you, buddy!"
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good on you. Uh, well, it, it's interesting you should mention that. Sorry, is, is that uh, uh, that
0: was just the, that was it? Yeah, perfect yeah. fantastic. <laughs>
1: no, that's well, that's great, and it's about time because it's
0: so. you know you don't very often. Well, A, it's rare that you actually find someone who knows what they're talking about. And and if you do, it's rare to actually hear them going against the grain of the marketing spiel. Yes. You know?
1: Well, it's interesting you should say that because I have just been given the new Ricoh CX-1 to to talk about. The the good people at Ricoh have just released another new little compact and it's a lovely little thing, uh, the CX-1. And I was writing this advertorial for them uh, and what they wanted the, the advertorial to be about was about its increased dynamic range. It has a 12 EV dynamic range, which for a compact is excellent. And uh, it's multi-pattern auto white balance, which I want to talk about tonight. I want to talk about white balance. But in order order for me to find out how many pixels this thing actually had, I needed to get on the internet and do a fair bit of... I I had to read right through the thing before it even went down to the list of of features at the bottom in which it said 9.29 effective megapixels. And so even in the blurb, you know, about the camera, they're not even mentioning that anymore. Nice. Yeah, which, you know, I thought, oh, well, that's great. At least they're, they're, they're past that stage. Um, well, and I, some of them know, are. Yeah, well, let's, yeah. And <laughs> I mean, I thought that was a rather sophisticated approach of Rico's to say, well, we don't even need to mention that anymore. What we really want to talk about yeah. is. You know, uh, you know, is, is their dynamic range capability and the and the multi pattern white balance and that kind of thing? So, so you're so
0: saying this thing has a, a 12 stop range,
1: 12 EV range, um, which is you know quite incredible. I I, I think. Didn't that, you uh,
0: say many many moons ago that the human visual system only handles about 11?
1: Um, like our
0: optic nerve, or is it 15 for the human?
1: I'd have to check that. I'd have yeah. to check that. I know it, it, it's... Uh, I'd have to, uh, you know, look into that. I, I'd have to... And, and look, you have to... When when a company says something like this, you have to, um, you know, you have to really work out what the, how they've measured it and yes. all that kind of yep. thing. But, you know, all their their write-ups say, you know, a 12 EV uh, range for dynamic range, which is uh, quite incredible, really. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so... You know, I think that um, I think that it'll be. I mean, look. Ha- all I can say is, having taken photographs with the thing, the extra detail that you get in the shadow and the extra detail you get in the highlight is certainly better than I've had from other compacts. Uh, and and that's 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 enough said for me. And I think this is probably another area where SLRs are going to go. Right. Uh, in terms of you know, we've we've done the pixels thing to death. Yeah. And in terms of image quality okay we've got the resolution heaven knows we've got the resolution but noise, high ISO, low noise that's where the battle is particularly between the Nikons and the Canons at the moment Uh, Sony and and Olympus are just not in that race they're just not in that race but you know the the, uh, and and Pentax well I I don't know I really couldn't tell you but uh, the the race obviously between Nikon and, and, and Canon part of that race is low noise, high ISO so, but what's interesting about the CX-1, and there's a little Fuji that does the same thing, is that it has what it's called, what, what Ricoh call multi-pattern white balance. And okay. it uses, and what it does is it, it, it doesn't set one balance or one white balance across the picture. It actually assigns different white balances to different segments of the image, depending on the light source that it's photographing. Whoa. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Because you imagine, for instance, that you are in a tungsten-lit room uh, and you're photographing someone by a window. Yep. Well, there's two completely different white balances already.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like
1: on the cameras we have at the moment, you'd have to either go auto and hope that the camera does its best, and usually they're pretty good these days. Or you have to uh, assign a white balance depending on what you're going to prioritize for. Now, or means you that shoot some- in
0: RAW and you worry about it later.
1: Either way, you're only still going to, yeah, well, you, you, that, that's true, but you're only going to get one white balance setting. Yeah. Where, you know, you're going to have one color temperature, whether it's, you know, 5600 or 2900 or whatever Kelvin. Yeah. You're going to have one white balance for that entire, uh, you know, image, unless, of course, you want to layer it and put it into Photoshop and then, you, you know... know uh, blend two layers to blend, blend and erase and all those other things that, that you can do, That's which is a hell of a lot of work. Uh, so it's a really great idea. And uh, I hope that it will be incorporated in future SLRs because um, I just think that it's a really great way to continue to make digital imaging more accurate and even better than, than film. You know, white balance is not something that we've only been dealing with in the digital age. We used to have to deal with color balance in film. Yep. Um, and so if you bought a daylight balanced film and you went inside, you'd have to stick an ADB filter on or... You'd, or the other way around, if you bought tungsten-balanced film and you went outside, you'd have to buy a warming filter. So we've always been dealing with color temperature, and you know you, you'd buy uh, you would buy maybe a um, you know a daylight-balanced film that you know used for daylight and flash. But usually there's a fair bit of difference between daylight and flash, and and what time of day are you talking as well? Because yeah. you know color temperature during the day is different, you know depending on the time of day. And whether it's sunny or cloudy so this has always been an issue now in the in the digital age will SLRs actually start to incorporate this technology and um, you know uh, make it possible for different segments of the of the sensor to be assigned a different white balance all
0: I would hope is that you have the option to switch that off because there Mm -hmm. are times when you want the different white balances
1: in an image yes yes, of course um, and and that's that's absolutely fair enough particularly of course for maybe studio work you'd assign a custom white balance and you do all of that I know with the CX-1 you can actually turn it off you can right. turn the dynamic range off and you can turn the auto white uh, the auto or the multi-pattern auto white balance off
0: why would you turn the dynamic range off?
1: Uh, good question <laughs> okay. uh, but the <laughs> they give you the option. In fact, on the CX-1, what you can do is you can actually tell the camera to take a photograph with high dynamic range and normal wow. simultaneously. So you can it takes two pictures, you know, one at the dynamic range and one without, and you can say, oh, well, I'd rather this one or that one, um, you know. Um, and, and I think that's great. Like you say, though, why you do it, I don't know. But no. they give you the option. Wow. Um, so, you know. Uh, I think that it's a um, a great great look at where maybe the sensor technology will be going, you yeah know? Um, And so look, I hope so. I really hope that that's what's going to be also incorporated in SLRs in the future. Yeah, absolutely. The subject of white balance actually came up when I was talking to uh, Oleg. Hello, Oleg, on, on Facebook. Yep. Um, and he found me on Facebook, and uh, so we started a chat, and he's an avid listener. And hello, Siska, as well, whom Oleg recommended our fine podcast to. Hello to the both of you. And, Good work, uh,
0: Oleg, spreading the yeah, love.
1: Yeah, and, and of course to female <laughs> listeners, too. I really like that idea. Absolutely. Because, uh, You know, we need more. Look, there's a lot of great female photographers out there. A lot of women taking fabulous photographs, putting their, you know, putting the woman's touch to our imaging. We don't hear enough from you. So if you're a woman and you're listening, uh, Siska and Heather and uh, Holly, if if Holly from Canada, if you're still listening, we'd love to hear from you Mm -hmm. because uh, we get all our emails mostly from men.
0: Not that there's anything
1: wrong. Yeah, oh, hang on. Yes, Charmaine. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and Aaron. Aaron, hello. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, I have a little surprise for you at the end of the show, Aaron. Uh, it's, so, you know, not, not a surprise, actually, but uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm duty-bound to do it. Yeah. But, uh, but, yes... Um, if you if you know of any other, you know, female photographers, lady photographers who might be interested in our podcast, you know, we can we can tone down the blokey talk just to suit our female <laughs> listeners, can't we, Bruce?
0: I'm sure we, we can bring, try. We
1: can bring out a, a special version where we talk about our feelings, maybe <laughs> about photography. About that. You know? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was rather sexist. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway. yeah. uh, now, so talking about white balance, yeah, yeah. should we get back on the subject? Yeah, please. Uh, I think that uh, it's something we should talk about because uh, this, this subject came up from Oleg who was doing a studio shoot. Right. And he was doing the studio shoot with a white backdrop. And when he got his images back, the white backdrop was sort of a bluey-gray. And uh, I suggested to him that in future, when he goes into the studio, he set up his camera into a custom white balance. Now, I think if I remember correctly, he has a D300. Nikon D300, yeah. and so I went through the the process with him of setting a custom white balance, and uh, I went through, it, you know, on the on Facebook on the chat with him, and he he was you know very happy when he found out how to do it, and I wonder how many of us are actually setting custom white balances whenever possible to match the situation that we're in. It's a great feature, I think, that is underused on our SLRs and really sorts out the issues of color especially in the jpeg like you say in a raw you can fix that yep. sometimes in a jpeg if you open it up in photoshop and you put the you know the neutral eyedropper on it or the you know in photoshop from curves or levels box you can fix it but you're going to shift everything you know in a jpeg and whether that always works or not sometimes it does a lot of times it does but you know let's see if we can get if we can pull a jpeg straight out of the camera that is uh there and you know ready to rock and roll on the nikons you know you and i know on the canons as well you can actually set a custom white balance and uh, that's why it's a good idea to carry around well i've got a little um easy light uh gray sorry, elast- uh, the last the light easy balance and it's got a gray card on one side and white on the other any gray card is white and gray you know white on one side gray on the other and it's fantastic for setting a custom white balance if i'm in a situation where i'm just not getting this right i find i find i must admit the d700 has the most amazing auto white balance uh it's pretty damn good i've been in situations where i'm thinking how the hell is the camera going to work out the white balance in here but it does and it does so beautifully Uh, But I've also been in situations where eh, it just doesn't know whether it's Arthur or Martha, you know. So it's a great idea to just flip out the old Last of Light Easy Balance or your gray card or just get a a piece of paper out of the printer, you know, out of the photocopier or something and just hold it up in front of the camera and depending on how your camera works, you set up a custom white balance. And it might be a good idea for you to find your way back into your instruction manual and work out how to do that. On the Nikon, you, you go to white balance on the on the button. You flip it across till it says pre, starts to flash. You take a picture of something that's white or neutral gray. It'll, it'll take that picture. It'll then process the white balance and say, okay, and then you leave it there. And for that entire shoot, your white balance is set, and it doesn't budge, which is great for studio work or if you're working in, under, you know, maybe uh, some of these new constant lighting sources that are tungsten or fluorescent, you've always got You've got a consistent image throughout. And it's one less thing that you have to do in either Lightroom or Photoshop when you're processing your images, is to set the white balance and make them consistent. I think that's a great, you know, a great idea. Try and learn to... Um, and of course, there are other white balance settings that are perfectly designed for the different situations. Window light, cloudy, tungsten, fluoro, you know, daylight, that kind of thing. But when you are not quite sure what's going on, uh, set a custom white balance. And in fact, what's a good experiment, and I've, I've done this on my workshops when people have come up to me and said, what's wrong with my color? I can't seem to get the color right. I'm on auto white balance. So I've said, okay, well, let's switch to window light or whatever situation we were in. Still wasn't quite right. And so I'd said, well, you know what your camera can do? And I showed them, bang, 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 here's your white balance. And they just flipped out. And the color <laughs> was just you know absolutely beautiful. So learn how to use the custom white balance setting um and uh and and you know get your colours accurate you know as accurate as possible in camera as best you can that would be you know something to try for this coming uh, between between podcasts and if you if you do it you know and you and it's uh you know and it's successful we'd love to hear from you if you do it and it's not successful then i really want to hear from you because <laughs> i want to know what what you know what's going on and 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 why um and you know, I just thought it was an interesting thing to talk about because we never really touched on the subject of color balance, you know, uh, in this podcast. All that. Yeah,
0: exactly. You know,
1: so uh, yeah, uh, and look, we've had some excellent uh, emails to talk about. Yep. Um, you've got, uh, we've got one from Daryl, who was on Facebook. Actually, also. I've
0: got none of them in front of me, so I hope you've got them.
1: Well, I. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm glad that uh, one of us is prepared uh, let me find <laughs> let me find uh, Daryl thank you Daryl Daryl uh, Daryl what is your yeah that's it Gungadoo Daryl that's a great surname mate I'm t- uh, you know uh, you're a better man than I Gungadoo wasn't it Gungadoo Gungadoo Gunga yeah. okay see I'm, I'm alienating our listeners here as we speak <laughs> but I know on the... an
0: individual basis mind yes. you
1: <laughs> so It'll take us 5,000 podcasts to do. By the end, I reckon we'll be down to one or two very, very hardened listeners. So you're a better man than I, Gunga Do. I'll tell you what. But I see... I, I know that Daryl's got a sense of humour because I saw one of his posts before on Facebook and he speaks French. Right. So he'd have to be fairly thick-skinned anyway.
0: <laughs> Mate, don't underestimate Daryl. He speaks about six languages. Yeah, yeah, I know,
1: I know, I know. Good on you, Daryl. Uh, he's a smarter man than I, Ganga do, that's for sure. He's a better man than I. Uh, probably, Daryl's probably thinking, what the hell are these guys going on about? But We're talking about a movie that was made in, ni- in the 1930s. And I think it was with uh, Gary Cooper. Or was it Kerry Grant? I can't remember. Sorry, and, mate, you're uh, older than me.
0: Only you would know.
1: Uh, it's not, well, not even I was born in the 1930s, my friend. I was born all, just after the Cuban Missile Crisis. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, a few months after the Missile Crisis. So there you go. That's how old I am. Um, but, uh, you know, you're familiar with the Cuban Missile Crisis, yes, I hope. Mate. Yes, mate. Yeah, okay. It's... It, Watch the movie Thirteen Days, folks. Then uh, there you go. We're not that old, we're not that old. But anyway, getting back to Daryl's email, shall we? We'll. we'll talk. He's talking Please. about. Yeah. Okay. We, we we have strayed a little from the subject. Um, he's talking about what we what we were uh, you know discussing a, a few couple of podcasts ago about um, you know how we basically oh, workflow work, yeah. yeah. Uh, Daryl's workflow is such he, he starts off Hey Shelton Nice to see that you're more active on Facebook now Yeah I've only recently set the thing up So if you're a listener Friend me baby Friend me um, I was co- coerced by one of our listeners To, to, to set this up Thank you Heather uh, From Kentucky uh, To set this up So that she could You know Ask me anything she wanted any time And I hardly hear from you Heather So what, what's the deal with that <laughs> Anyway, he says, to answer your question in episode 119, I'm glad he knows the episode number because I certainly didn't, regarding workflow. This is how I've settled the capture stroke edit stroke storage process, especially for studio settings with clients. Uh, He says, one, Photoshop in raw plus JPEG basic. Two, then I plug my camera via USB to my computer, which is a MacBook Pro. Three, In Lightroom, the photos are imported automatically. I love the option of Lightroom identifying pictures that are already imported, or importing by dates only, or considering the raw stroke JPEG as one image and saving on a user-defined directory path. Yes, you're right, Daryl, Lightroom is just an awesome program. My directory structure is as follows, and I know that Richard Annable uses a similar one, uh, and uh, it's uh, stroke pictures, which is continent, country, year, event name, etc. And he puts a little, you know, uh, what's that backslash thing that goes between them? This is my tech talk, folks. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Five. I explain to the client briefly how photos can be manipulated and show them some examples. Six. I go through the pictures with the client or get an assistant to do this, often my wife, and give them the pictures, not the client. A rating, one through five, based on the client's interest. Okay, give them. That's the pictures, not the client. A one through five rating. All your clients are five star, man. That's for damn sure. <laughs> All right. Sometimes I spot a few pictures that the client doesn't have an interest in, but with editing, cropping, etc., it can look much better, and so I still rate them. I get Lightroom. Seven. I get Lightroom to rename the pictures that have a four and five star rating by adding the word ordered at the end of the file name. Then, at my leisure, after the photo shoot, I sweeten the four or five-starred pictures and upload them on a secure directory on the Picasso Gallery. The first two gigs are free, by the way, from Google. Thank you. That's interesting. That's good to know. You're making yourself a coffee there, Bruce. I am. Oh, yeah, I can hear you. I can hear the stirring of ah. your
0: cup. Well, you see, the listeners couldn't because I turned my microphone off, but uh. the software... Still processes my microphone signal and feeds it to you. So my, my while I did everything I could to be as discreet yeah. as possible, you totally blew it, mate.
1: You're dealing with me, <laughs> mate. Okay. <laughs> So yes, I,
0: I now have Ind- a coffee. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Indiscretion is my middle name. Make me one while you're there, would you? I could really use a coffee. Um, and uh, okay, so yes, uh, as Daryl says, the first two gigs are free, which is great on Picasa Gallery um, from Google. So thank you for that. Then nine, Adobe Photoshop Lightroom has plugins to export to Flickr, Facebook, Picasa Gallery, Zenfolio, Smug Mug, etc. Then he gives us a, a link to go to. Um, Ten, if the client has prepaid, which is my preferred option, of course mine too Daryl. good on you man, you go brother, that's it. I communicate uh, communicate the web page address to the client for him to download in full res, provided he's paid already. Otherwise I lock this option and they can only download a thumbnail with a watermark that Lightroom generates. I only use this workflow when doing studio shots for clients. For weddings and other such events, I would pre-select some good pictures, then when I meet with a client, I'll see if they want to add or subtract from the selection. For archiving, I delete the raw pictures of any non-starred picture, and when I reach close to 50 gigabytes of pictures, I dump them on two copies of A dual layer disc Blu-ray discs. One copy is kept at my home, and the other is kept at my office. Good thinking. Once the Blu-ray discs are made, then I format the compact flash card that I shot with. This has worked for me so far, and I'm always eager to adapt as technology advances. I thought, what a great formula that is. Daryl, he's obviously got a far more organized brain than I have. <laughs> uh, and he has really worked out Lightroom. And, and, yeah. and all, all really worked that out well and organized where his images go, both online and, you know, in terms of burning them to a Blu-ray uh, and and then, you know, keeping one with him, keeping him in, in, one in the office, one at, at home. But the whole, you know, the whole process is uh, is fantastic. Uh, I'm nowhere near as organized as that. And there are times I'm looking for images and thinking, where the hell hell did I put that so uh, I'm going to probably uh, look seriously into your process there Daryl and, and just rip you off something fierce mate because <laughs> I think that's I think that really is quite a fabulous uh, quite a fabulous thing you know approach and uh, if you're interested in Richard Annable's uh, workflow he's done a video on five minute photographer that is also very good but I'm sure he'd be happy to send me an email um, and uh, we can read that out uh, yeah. his, his workflow is very good as well the way he's basically set it up so that it downloads into folders with dates, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, Richard, if you're listening, and I know you will be listening, um, then uh, by all means, uh, get on here with uh, an email or whatever, and and we'll read that out as well. If you have different ideas for how you download, you know, save, work. Uh, upload, whatever, all your images that we can all benefit from. We're really going to be, you know, very, very interested in that whole process. But thank you, Daryl, for writing that all up for us.
0: The only thing about Daryl's workflow that surprised me was the bit about him deleting the raw images of the the non-rated images. Because I would have thought that as a as a paid photographer, if you were paid to do a shoot, I, I wouldn't have thought you would actually go and delete the originals of anything even if they weren't going to be used i'd have thought you'd have still archived them
1: yeah i would have thought so too um i just uh look maybe he's doing it to save space or maybe he's happy with keeping just the jpeg if it's a non-starred image then it's not going to be something he's seriously going to work Yep. uh so that's an interesting thought maybe daryl you can get back to us on that He's, of course, a raw is several times the size of a JPEG, so yeah, exactly. maybe, maybe he's saving space and he's thinking, well, the image isn't that important. Do I really need the raw? Uh, we can all get a little bit crazy about this sometimes, and we've got, you know, I know I've got, you know, terabytes of stuff sitting here, most of which I never even look at. Yep. So maybe he's just being sensible. I don't know. Sure. Maybe he's just saying, oh, come on, let's not be ridiculous here. Uh, I know that I've thrown out, completely thrown out slides, you know, in, in my days of shooting film. Just, nah, never going to use that. Yeah. Nah, thrown it out. And uh, maybe in the digital age, we just become a, a little a, bit paranoid about A
0: way it. to declutter.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, you know, there's only so much room and then there's only so much brain space and all that other stuff. So maybe it's not such a, a, a bad idea. Mm. Uh, uh, it's interesting again you know by all means let us know what you what you think because uh i think that's rather interesting i was i had that question mark in my mind even as i was reading it you know (laughs) reading it out. i don't know that i do that but i've done even worse i've done worse i've thrown out transparencies you know there you go and i don't have a jpeg copy of that
0: yeah there's no undelete for that
1: there's no undelete for that (laughs) you're absolutely right an interesting an interesting thought i mean i have i have you know, deleted entire shoots because it's been handed over to the client. It was a boring shoot. I never want to see it ever again. You know, you've got the discs. Get it off my hard drive and and away. And I've been paid for it. It's been used. You've got the discs. La 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 la. And I, I suppose
0: if you know that the content that you shot has a you know a finite shelf life, like it related to a specific time, mm. you know, then then there is absolutely you know, zero likelihood of that material ever being reused, then maybe yeah. there's there's an argument there for not bothering to archive at all.
1: When I was shooting for clients and shooting film, I would have to hand over all my original trannies, you know, and, and so right. I, I, I didn't keep it. You know, if I shot a wedding, I, I you know, uh, in in I used to uh, because of course I had so many other things to do that part of one of my packages was to hand over negatives, which a lot of photographers at the time disagreed with, but I knew why I was doing it, and that was good enough for me. Um, so, look from that perspective, I can understand Daryl's viewpoint. I really can, and um, you know, I think that. Uh, It's it's sensible in one way, depending on what the shoot is. I've got raw images from all my overseas travel, you know, uh, my workshops and things like that that I would never want to delete because sooner or later, with all the editorial that I write, and uh, you know, the reasons that I have, the many reasons I have to use images to put together tutorials for Five Minute Photographer, for my editorials and stories that I write for my magazines and others. You never know when a photograph you think that you, you know a photograph that you've taken. Well, you know, oh, what did I take that for? You never know when that photograph is going to be exactly what you need to illustrate a point, whether it's a good photograph or a bad photograph. Yeah. I need, I need both for the kinds of things that I do. And sometimes I will deliberately take the photograph wrong so that I have the photo, I have a comparison and yeah. an editorial to to make. You know, yeah. Um, and I have to psych myself into taking the photograph badly composed or badly exposed or whatever. Um, But that's a a different situation. Something like what Daryl's doing, I can really understand that he does that. Uh, RAWs can take up a lot of hard drive space pretty darn quick.
0: Yeah, particularly as as sensors get bigger and bigger.
1: Yep, absolutely. And RAW files, as you say, will also get bigger and bigger. So... You know, I think that that's 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 fair enough. I really I, I can understand that.
0: I saw an interesting comment from another one of my friends on uh, Facebook uh, about a week or so ago, and he made the the comment in his Facebook status about how, in this day and age, of you know ever increasing sensor sizes, people need to be educated on the etiquette of emailing photographs mm. because so many. People just think, "Oh yes, I downloaded off the ca- card from the camera, and you know, I use you know Windows Picture and Fax Viewer to make a JPEG of it, and I then email it off to my friends without any consideration for how large that image is."
1: Oh uh-huh. yeah,
0: and I thought, yeah, uh-huh. that I can understand that. There are a lot of people who are just you know completely oblivious to. Yep. You know the size of the files that they send around on email, and and you know, as as image sensors get bigger, so the not only the RAWs but also the JPEGs of those images get bigger as well. Yeah. And I thought well, that's an interesting comment.
1: Yes. So, yeah. Interesting thought. I've I've you know I've sent emails before, but usually like if I've come back from Patagonia or somewhere and I'm all excited about uh, you know where I'm off to and or where I've just returned from rather, uh, I'll you know send out maybe, well, you've received my emails, you know, know, screen size, maybe 800 across or something, you know, JPEGs of, you know, they're compressed. And and they've
0: already been reduced to 72 DPI.
1: Yep, exactly. So they just come up on your screen and, and they're pretty small. But I have had people send me emails with, you know, uh, thumping great big JPEGs in them, yeah. and they haven't they haven't known that that's that's the case, and it only makes the whole viewing process more difficult. Yeah. So you know, yeah, fair enough, yeah, fair enough point. But speaking of overseas workshops, by the way, um, I still have two places left for India. Uh, when you you off is- to India? Uh, October oh, Seriously? Mm, yes ooh. 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 Could this be ooh. Ooh. Could, I, could I tempt you Bruce? Mate yeah.
0: seriously I really need to take a week off work I oh. honestly I've you know because I've been Although I only became a full-time employee with ARN in October I've been there since March of last year mm. Um. And we've got a three-week holiday booked for, for December but um, I just don't know if I'm going to make it all the way to December without a break. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. I'll uh, well, have to think about I'll that. Send
1: you, I'll send you the information. And, uh, you know, the, if, if you come, then they've only got one place. <laughs> so uh, I'm just getting it out there. I'm yeah. just getting it out there on 5 minute photographer and on this podcast and even on Facebook because uh, it's going to be a great tour and um I'm really looking forward to the colors and the sights and the sounds and the smells and everything and the food uh, uh, the food oh. yeah yeah that's love right love indian food yeah yeah well look uh, I love the eyes of indian women okay big be- yeah, I've got to say that. They're just, I look, uh, I was at a Diwali. I think I might have said this before on this podcast. In, when I was in Auckland, I, did, I was speaking at a photography convention in Auckland, in New Zealand. And they all said, Hey, there's a Diwali on. And I, and I said, What's a Diwali? And they said, Oh, it's an Indian cultural festival. And I said, Dot or Feather. And they said, You know, uh, <laughs> they said Dot. <laughs> so uh, I, 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 <laughs> You're I'm so politically incorrect. <laughs> so uh, we went on down to the Diwali and um, there was I have never seen so many pretty girls in one place in my entire life yeah but these beautiful beautiful Indian girls with these big beautiful eyes and and, and I mean I just went crazy I just these beautiful eyes everywhere but there was there was the stage It was a big stage and everyone was you know there was they were doing the Bollywood kind of dancing and, and that kind of thing and and um, the uh, there was a in front of the stage were oh hundreds and hundreds of people just seated and then around those seated people were was a wall of you know standing audience right they were just watching the show and i was just looking through this crowd i was walking towards this crowd and toward the stage and uh, through this throng of standing people and all of a sudden and it was like you know one of those moments where time stands still and choir sing and lights break forward from the heavens from the clouds and shine on down all of a sudden this this beautiful young girl just stands up in the from the seated from where everyone was sitting on the ground and she just stands up and she and the light catches her from behind and she walks toward me through the crowd and she was just beautiful and she had just the most beautiful face so, so when she came through the crowd typical Shelton Muller style I was waiting on the other side of the crowd and she just looked and there I wasn't I just I just walked up to her and said I'm sorry forgive me I'm sorry to stop you but you are so pretty can I take your photograph and she just very shyly said okay so I just pointed the camera at her bang 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 bang, bang took a few photographs <laughs> but because she was a bit coy and a bit shy uh, at having her photograph taken formally, you know, right, knowingly, the photograph that I got of her as she stood up and came, you know, from the crowd through the people uh, was actually better. I think more complimentary of her. But um, in India, uh, I think I'm going to have a very, very hard time with these beautiful female pretty faces with these big, beautiful eyes. So if uh, you're Indian and you're listening to this podcast, I'm just trying to pay you the most... Uh, highest compliment for that aspect of, you know, uh, of, of what I'm really looking forward to. But I'm sure, you know, and th- that's not me being, it's not about, you know, me being a bloke and chicks and girls and stuff like that. It's just about this th- these beautiful, beautiful faces that you just, I, I love photographing beautiful faces, whether they be yeah. men or women. But usually women, because not many men have beautiful faces. No. No. You know. <laughs> That's, you know, an unfortunate thing. Thank God that women don't care about looks. That's all I can say. (laughs) Otherwise, us blokes can stand a chance, man. man. No, that's for sure um, so, so if you want to come to India there's going to be a lot more to photograph than pretty faces but that will be among the things we'll be photographing there'll be a lot of rugged old faces too and painted yep. faces and you know, there'll be all sorts of things to photograph so if the idea interests you please let me know as soon as possible because we'll have to close it off fairly soon so just thought I'd put that out there um, and uh, anything from you to add to this before I embarrass myself
0: no, no, no! This podcast has gone downhill far enough. So what
1: did I do? I don't understand. What did I do? I require an explanation. What, what have I? What have I done? That's so wrong.
0: Oh, nothing, mate. Nothing. Oh, good.
1: Look, whereas most people think it, the Shelton Meister, the Guru, he thinks it and then he says it, which gets him into a lot of trouble. But at least everybody knows where they stand. With.
0: Absolutely.
1: I think it and I say it usually, you know, unless of course he's much bigger than me, in which case I'll just think it, you know. It's not, it's not a great face, but I'd like exactly where everything is presently placed. You know, two eyes, two functioning eyes you know full set of teeth Uh, Uh, so yes it's only in those cases where I'll just uh, I know better I'm not that stupid yet you know I've managed to go 45 years without having any of that rearranged and I'd like to go another 45 more right
0: Mm. okay okay go on take it away want the story hang on hang on
1: There are two listeners to this podcast, Steve and Aaron. King. Hopefully, there's now, a I few f-
0: more than that, but anyway,
1: well, there's well, there's <laughs> about seven or eight. There's about seven or eight that I know of. Now, there's more than that. Uh, and Steve and Aaron. Now, Steve and Aaron, whose wedding I photographed far too long ago, have been extremely patient. During all the uh, crazy, chaotic nature of the, my life the last few months, right. that they have been very kindly sending me little emails and little messages on five minute photographer, etc., etc., where they are also members saying, "Oh, listen, Sheldon. By the way, um, about our photographs, you know." And it's I've got their oh, photographs
0: that you lost on the hard drive, is it?
1: No, 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 no. no. In, hey, great news, uh, by the way. Oh, good. Out of all that terabyte of stuff, yeah. I realized that there's nothing I lost because the one wedding, there was one wedding where I thought, I haven't backed that up. I haven't backed that wedding up yet. I'd only photographed it just, you know, shortly before and I should do what Daryl does and not format the card until I've got it all backed up. Yeah. But uh, I thought there's only one, I've got to contact the couple and say terribly sorry. I mean, they did have about 50 of their photographs that I quickly burnt for them because they needed emergently, but not the whole wedding. Right. Uh, then what am I doing I'm going through my disk files the other day <whistles> there it is the original the original pictures on this oh. I I did burn at the disk fantastic so, and you should have seen me dancing around this I'll little office fine yeah man it was a you should have seen me doing my best John Travolta on Saturday <laughs> night selling. Yeah. Anyway, sorry,
0: back back to Aaron and Steve. Aaron and
1: Steve. So the other day I get a call from Steve, you know, and he's got this deep voice on the phone that says, uh, listen mate, I'm getting a bit of flack from the missus. And, uh, you know, can you can you just tell me when I'm going to get the uh, And uh, that's, that's a
0: missus with a big sword, mind you.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. all. Yeah. yeah, that's right. If you want to know who the missus is, you go to Richard Annibal's uh, Facebook site uh, or Richard Annibal's blog and you have a look at his trash the dress wedding photography yes. session. I got, I got to shoot the wedding. He got to do the trash the dress. I got one day with them. In Sunbury, he got a weekend on the Great Ocean Road, (laughs) right? Twelve Apostles, waterfalls. You know. Thank you, Aaron. I love you too. Um, You know. Anyway, if you want to see this this bride I'm talking about, yeah, she's the kind of woman who wields a sword, but she's the sweetest thing. She's just the sweetest thing. So anyway, um, I said, look, it'll be here. It's going to be a little late. La 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 la. And he said, okay, that's uh, that's all right, but. You've got, to sing, uh, you've got to sing a song, you've got to rearrange the words to stay by Jackson Brown, and you've got to sing it on the next podcast. <laughs> Otherwise, I was stuffed. Otherwise, he was going to come down on me real heavy. And, you know, Steve's a nice guy, but you don't mess with him. He hangs with bikies and he wields swords and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I reckon there's that sort of dark side of Steve. So anyway,
0: but- mate, all the best, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, Bruce, if you don't have a whole bunch of bikies coming around on some pretty boss hogs and wielding swords around, the, around my place, I have to end this podcast with my rearranged version of Stay by Jackson Brown. Okay, mate. Are we ready? Go for it. You might find the backing track, by the way, and, and put it behind me. I don't know, as in your editing of this podcast, but yes, here you I, go. Yes,
0: I have, I have Jackson Brown's Stay. I can dig that out.
1: Oh, fantastic. All right. Okay oh won't you stay just a little more patient please please stay with me a little bit more come on join in oh come on i can't do this alone because if the bridegroom don't mind and if the bride doesn't mind The prince will take a little time So there is the reason I'm singing This crazy song Alright Steve, you (laughs) win
0: Mate, you dig your holes, you can get yourself out of them (laughs) Life
1: is short, one must live every moment
0: Uh, Well done mate, well
1: done (laughs) Thank you Steve and Aaron I've lived up to my end of the deal Now you can (laughs) wedding prints when I decide to get them to you
0: <laughs> excellent alright all right, mate well thank you very much for all of that thank you, <laughs> thank you. appreciate it uh, remember if you've got any emails that you want to send us please do so studio at audio to com or shelton at audio to com that's me and uh, yeah we will uh, talk with you again next week
1: looking forward to it mate looking forward to it hello to everybody out there in shutters Inkland. keep in touch see you mate see you buddy now, how much of
0: that did you understand?
1: Audio to You delivers the best quality podcasts direct to your desktop or portable. You be the boss. Hear what you want to hear. When you want to hear Hit us today. And remember, Control D to bookmark. Audiotoyou.com <laughs> It's all over, Mark. It's all over. <laughs>